Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Mind Your Popcorn. I'm one of your two hosts, Ricky Uniac. I'm Chuck Clark. Now, Chuck, I know I always start off the show by saying it's been a minute. How are you? When in reality, we maybe go on average six, seven days between recordings. Well, it's truly almost been a month. We've gone about three weeks, almost four weeks, actually. No, three weeks. I think we recorded on the 29th. I think it was the Tuesday after Thanksgiving, um, which would put us just in three weeks. So this is this is up there in terms of time in between episodes. Um, the reason being, there's just hasn't been a whole lot going on. There's movies that are currently out that we are, you know, hopefully going to be reviewing. I'm sure you and I both are going to be watching glass onion at some point this weekend, maybe, or at least by next weekend. Um, Cause it's, it drops, I think Friday, Friday, Friday. Yeah. Netflix. Do you have to pay for it? Someone told me you have to pay for it. No, I don't. So Netflix introduced that new tier with like paid ads or something, um, and maybe have maybe that's it. But I think most people, it's just it's on cool. Netflix, you know. Cool. But, I am um, really excited yeah. about that movie. Yeah. Um. So we have that coming. Um. But we didn't want to go too much longer without at least getting back into our full MCU you know, ranking. So that's what we have today, but we can't, we can't get into that before we talk about the absolute spectacle of a sporting event that took place Sunday morning here, um, Sunday um, evening and night and uh, most of the other, or uh, most of the other world, that being the world cup final. Mm-hmm. Now, because we didn't have an episode these last three weeks, we really couldn't keep up with uh, the World Cup in real time. So obviously, I think we were pretty stoked that the U.S. advanced. I can't remember if we got a chance to talk about that in our last episode. I don't think we got there. I don't think the U.S. had advanced yet. So I'm pretty sure the U.S. advanced. It was that following Saturday. I think it was like the one of the first days of December, like December 3rd or 4th is when they beat um, uh, Iran. And made it past the group stage. So we were stoked about that. Unfortunately, it was a very predictable end, uh, ending when they had to go up against the Netherlands. However, thankful that that was at least an entertaining match to watch. Um, did you get a chance to really watch any of the other World Cup leading up to the final? Because I didn't get to watch as much of it as I wanted to. Um, I, I, got, I made sure to wake up and watch both semifinals and the final so i at least watched all those um uh or well i i didn't i wasn't able to watch france morocco actually but i did watch argentina croatia so i watched a lot of that um and then i missed a lot of the quarterfinals okay so you got to watch a little bit more than me i caught a little bit of the Croatia Morocco uh third place match um which was entertaining I just think it's so that is so different than American sports like the the competitiveness in a game for third place is just so 
not engraved in our sports culture here, but I find it so fascinating because it's very much like the Olympics, you know, like a bronze medal, albeit not a silver or a gold, still means something to a lot of people because it's still a major accomplishment. So I thought I did get a chance to watch a little bit of that game, but I don't know if anything could have been anything could have really prepared really the world for what happened on Sunday. Um, Four billion people, four billion people tuned in to watch the World Cup final. Think about that. We just hit eight billion people on this planet not too long ago. Half of everybody on this planet watched the World Cup final. And I'm going to try to not be too dramatic here. I think it might have been the greatest sporting event I've ever watched. And I I don't I don't say that lightly cuz I me being a Cleveland sports fan for a long time it was game 7 of the 2016 NBA finals like for me like was the craziest thing I'd ever watched. But dude, this was this game, let me put it in 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 perspective this way. My my 70-year-old father, who really couldn't care any less about soccer or football, whatever you'd like to call it, was freaking the fuck out in that, what was it, the 89th minute when Mbappe got the PK to go in and then got the strike at the top of the box to, eat to, to equal it up? I think it was the 79th minute. 79th, not 89th. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and to me, it was one of the coolest, it, that was one of the coolest things because I, you know, I will wa- ask him every now and then like, Hey, like I asked him for a couple of the U S games, like, Hey, do you want to watch it? And he always says yes, but I can tell when he's like <laughs> excited about something and he wasn't even like particularly thrilled about the world cup, but he was like, Oh, it's, it's a sport. I'll watch it. There's really nothing else going on Sunday morning at 10 AM. Um, and my God, dude, that was insane. Absolutely insane. I'm assuming you got a chance to watch it all the way through. Oh, yeah. I woke up and watched it. Um, Absolutely thrilling. Yeah. Definitely one of the best World Cup finals or sporting events I've ever seen, for sure. And it's, well, it's crazy because, well, first off, I won won money off of it. So that's what I I was also happy about that. Would you bet the draw? No, I bet. Messi to score, Mbappe to score, and over six and a half corner kicks. Oh. And the seventh corner kick came when Messi shot that shot at Hugo Lloris, had to pump over yeah. in the, like, 97th minute. <laughs> was that a parlay that you whipped up, or did they all yeah. have been... No, that was a parlay I whipped Ooh. up. I bet that was a pretty nice payout. It, 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 it was all right. I didn't risk much on it because I, you know. Was, yeah. I was like, uh, you know, whatever. This <laughs> seems like it could happen. Uh, but anyways, um, what was I going to say? It was, I mean, the first 70 minutes of this game, it just looked like Argentina was shutting it down. Like, for the first 70 minutes, this was not the greatest sporting event of all time. No. This was Argentina <laughs> being like, hey, we're going to win the World Cup. Yay. And then the last... You know, it was 98 minutes of, ex, you know, eight minutes of extra time, basically. So, like, 28 minutes. It was basically yeah. another 50 minutes. 50 minutes of play plus at penalty kicks. Yeah. Like, just 
amped up all the pressure that you could imagine on this entire thing. Messi's legacy all of a sudden was on the line. Mbappe was like, no, I'm the greatest player of all time. Like, oh my God. Like when they, dude, it was, bro, when when Argentina gave up that handball in extra time in the penalty, son, the, the pure shock on everybody. Like they were saying in the, the commentators were mentioning on the broadcast, like, I don't think the France fans can even believe what's happening right now. Yeah. And they were showing live shots of the of the the, the French fans in the stands, and you're they were 100 percent right. I don't even think they understood what was going on. They were like, "What's going on?" And then they probably saw Mbappe line up for penalty, and they were like, "What?" <laughs> yeah. Oh man, you, you know you're 100 percent right. For the first 70 or so minutes, almost 80 minutes, this was pure domination. By Ar- I should say pure domination, but Argentina was in control. Like pretty, it was pretty obvious. Um, I'll tell you th- that goal that Di Maria had on the counter attack. I mean, gorgeous. The the passing, the execution to to get him. You know Beautiful. the 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 cross to get it over to him. Um, that stretched the goalie out all the way on the other side of the box. It was awesome. Um, and then it was the. They tr- did they tr- they tackled Mbappe in the box, right? That's what got Mbappe that first PK. They didn't tackle Mbappe in the box. They tackled um, somebody else in the box. Oh, you're Mbappe right. But took the- yeah, man, me trying to explain to my father why somebody else could take the PK was it was rough. Like he he didn't quite understand. Um, but Mbappe gets that, and then again, it's two one. In the 79th, 80th minute, really, at this point, and you're like, okay, like, this is, I'm, I'm not worried. As somebody who was really pulling for Argentina, specifically Messi, I'm, I'm not, I'm not worried at this point. I don't even think I had a chance to like breathe again until they ended up basically picking Messi's pocket, going on the counterattack, and then one of the nastiest passes to strikes I think I've ever seen. Um, but granted, I don't watch a lot of soccer or football that uh, to tie it up again. I was like, oh, no. Oh, my God, it's happening. Like, finally, because like th- this entire tournament, it seemed like France hadn't quite gotten there. Like, yeah, like they're pro- like Mbappe by far was the best. The most talented player, I would say, on um, on on the pitch on Sunday. But France as a team hadn't quite played like they were maybe like expected to throughout the entire tournament. You're like, okay, wait a second. They're turning it up now. I got I got Golden State Warriors vibes, man. I'm not going to lie. I was like, oh, no, here we go. Um, And then Messi's goal again, like in in extra time, I think it was like in the 110th minute or maybe 105th minute um, that like barely got past the line. And then the freaking handball in the box, man. And I'm just like, what, what does this game, what else could this game possibly provide? Oh, wait a second. PKs. (laughs) And it gets to PKs and, you know, the announcer said it, I thought it, but as somebody, again, I don't, I don't get a chance to watch a ton. I was hearing, I would also kind of had the sense that Argentina had the slight advantage in PKs because they just had better strikers. And I think the better goalie. Um, but still, well, man. specifically penalties goalie, 
Right, because right, right, right. Yoris is a world class keeper, nor in you know in circumstances, but penalties, he's admitted he's basically not as good. It's it's crazy how it's two different arts. It's literally two different games within the game itself. Like the motion of the game, being a goalie, like that is so much different than the mental game that PKs are, where you're basically trying to read body language and get an inclination on where the striker is going to go. It's just crazy. And Emilio Martinez, just like Draymond Green, out there just talking ish <laughs> at the line, getting in people's yeah. heads. Yeah, um, <laughs> dude, that was. I mean, obviously, I can only imagine what Argentinians felt when <laughs> when that last PK went in and it was clinched. I almost got emotional, and I'm here just basically. I I just want. Messy to win, really. Like, um, but that was crazy, dude. I, I, it's, it stuck with me the entire day. And I went and saw Avatar and 30 minutes after the game ended. And I'm sitting in Avatar. This is not a knock on the movie. If, if we ever get a chance to talk about the movie, I'll give you my thoughts. But I'm sitting here in Avatar and I'm like, oh my God, that World Cup game was crazy. I'm like, still sitting there with, with my 3D glasses on. I was like, man. <laughs> that was fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, just every, like even those like obviously uh, the regulation ended two two, but at the end of right in the extra time, both teams almost got winners. Yeah, they <laughs> both had time. a chance in the last 90 seconds. They both ended up having a chance for the go ahead goal, which, it, it, you know, I saw the argument and I and I'm in no position to really kind of give my take here as the most casual soccer fan of all time. There were I saw some people saying like, oh, my God, it's almost a shame that this game is going to PKs because the action was so intense, even an in extra time. Like you would almost expect, like, OK, like you, you have these main players because, again, in soccer slash football, you only get a couple substitutions a game. And you have to strategically use those. So most of these players now have been running up and down this pitch for like two hours. And the, you would expect the game to slow down. And it just didn't. It just was well, at 100 in the 120th minute. That that saved by the Argentina goalkeeper with yeah. his leg. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know, thought it was over. I was just like, oh, no. Yeah. So did I. And, but for him to come out. And, you know, I get it. Like, these guys are insanely talented and they're absolute world class and they're the best at what they do or what they do, which is why they're playing in like the World Cup final. But like, man, that dude got lucky (laughs) that his leg was right there. Like, I don't know. I don't know. It was absolutely crazy. Um, I basically the entire country shut down today. Yeah. The, there were four. Did you see the videos of the people oh, in Buenos yeah. Aires? There's four yeah. million people in the city right now. I I could not believe I couldn't believe my eyes. Um, four million people is absolutely bonkers. Uh, I don't know if anybody is able to fully like if you haven't seen the photos or the videos of four million Argentinians literally marching down the streets of it's Buenos Aires, right? Yeah. Um, there's no way you could possibly picture that in your head with, without actually seeing it. So if you haven't yet, go to Twitter, type in Argentina, Argentina, it'll pop up. It's it's absolutely insane. Um, you know, 
very happy for Messi, you know, uh, somebody who a lot of people consider the GOAT. Um, I know it's still debatable, but I think at least our generation kind of views him that way. Um, mm-hmm. I I mean, let, let, let's not kid ourselves here. Mbappe is going to be back there with France. I mean, I'd be stunned if he doesn't play another World Cup final in his career. He's he's that good. Uh, but super happy that Messi got to um, if this is his last run. Well, it's, it's his last World Cup. It has to be. But he did kind of hint that he's not maybe done with the national team because I know they saw the Olympics coming up. And then South America has their own sort of uh, tournament, don't they? Copa America. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and which is next year, I think. Or may- maybe I-, I-, I heard that wrong. But he did kind of say that he's not done with the national team. But that was most definitely his last World Cup, you know, barring, you know, unless he's somehow or he talks to Tom Brady or something. Tom Brady. Like, <laughs> well, <laughs> Tom Brady, Tom Brady ain't looking too hot. Uh, I, I hope I hope Messi sees that. and was like, you know what? I I don't want that for myself. <laughs> hey, he's going to play in inner Miami. He, yeah. he, that's one thing he's following Tom Brady on. Let's play in yeah. Florida. And... <laughs> Maybe he did talk to Tom. Maybe, you know what? It, you know, I'm so excited for that because, like, I mean, it's, it sounds like he's going to be there uh, early next year. June and next year, it looks like. June year. or so. And Trying to see if they play DC United. Ooh, oh, my God. Tickets, that would be insane. But um, make no mistake, even at his, at his age, he's going to be very, very good in the MLS. Um, so I'm excited to, uh, I think that, you know what I thought about this on Sunday, that world cup final was so incredibly important to soccer in America because that final was ending right before the 1 PM games were getting ready to kick off. The the amount of tweets I saw that were like, I can't believe we're about to go from this to watching like jets (laughs) lions. (laughs) Like, <laughs> I I I don't know if there's any way to measure this. I would love to know just the amount of people who normally would not have tuned into the World Cup that caught that last 10, 15 minutes of extra time and the PKs because they were getting ready for the one o'clock kickoffs. Like that is so huge. Um, and I think you're gonna hopefully see maybe some some rise in viewership for like the MLS, especially with Messi coming. I mean, that's going to, you know, that that's going to boost it in its own right. But um, I, I think there's a lot of people who maybe are going to be more willing to a lot of, uh, of us ignorant Americans that are going to be more willing to give soccer uh, a go in terms of their fandom. So really excited for that. Yeah. hundred percent. Maybe Ronaldo follows him. Who knows? Um, bro, if Ronaldo came to the MLS and they got to play each other in the MLS, this, this country is going to, this country, first off, 2026, let's go. Can't <laughs> wait. Oh man. Uh, my goal, I, I have this long-term goal for myself, not long-term because it's only a few years out. Um, you're talking about the next world cup, right? Yeah. In America. Think, is it 26? 2026. Is the world cup and every I, six years? Every four years. It's 2022. Oh my God. <laughs> It's not 2020, Holy Ricky. Dude, We're, I thought it was. <laughs> those days are over. I um I I have a head cold. That's my excuse right now. I've had vertigo for like the last 48 hours, so I'm blaming it on that. No, my 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 four year goal for myself is I want to get to, I I want to get to a match. I know 
locations, some of the locations off the top of my head, it's like Boston, it's New York, it's LA, it's DC. Philly. No, Philly? it's not DC. Okay, yeah. Philly. So Chicago. In, a, in America, in America, look, I'm gonna pull up this these locations again. Yeah. Um, right now too. So it's I know it's Boston, Philly, New York on the East Coast, Miami, um, Kansas City. Oh, that's right, Kansas City. Kansas City is a pretty big. Oh yeah, every time they cut, every time they cut to it, um, Dallas, Atlanta, Houston, San Fran, and Seattle are the other ones in America. Oh hell yeah! And then in Mexico, you got Mexico City, Guadalajara, Monterey, and in Canada, you've got Toronto and Vancouver. You know, me being in Cleveland, I'm looking at. I mean, while it would be so nice to go down to Miami for a game at Hard Rock, probably honestly Toronto might be might be my best bet. Um, just I think Philly, Philly, Philly or New York might be my, you know, yeah. maybe maybe by then we build the bullet train or you know what I mean, the maglev train that's supposed to go from New York to D.C. That would be great. Man, millennials really only want one thing, right? And it's this it's this bullet train thing. <laughs> it's it's um, the maglev. It's yeah. really <laughs> So I could be to New York in an hour. Do you know what my do you know what life would be like if I could get to Yankees games on home games? Yeah. yeah. And, and you could you could theoretically work in New York and commute. <laughs> like yeah. I could I could apply to jobs in New York City and be like I, I'm I'd take the train in. Listen, the bullet if, train. <laughs> if they could put the PRT in the mountains of Morgantown, West Virginia, they can do a high-speed train throughout the plains of the rest of the U.S. I I believe, I, I don't subscribe to the idea that it's somehow impossible. So make it happen. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, dude, I'm, listen, 2026 is going to be great. I would love to get to a game. Hopefully men's team is show some improvements. Maybe we can get to... Um, a quarterfinal round, maybe. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm. Listen, I'm thinking big at this point. Um, I mean, why not? Why not? Yeah. So, but um, yeah, World Cup 2022. Fucking crazy. Happy for Messi. Okay, so off the top of your head, any NBA, NBA T. Over the last three weeks, any NBA news? The only thing that I could think of is, I think on our last episode, you were the cautious one when we were talking about the Utah Jazz. And you were like, hey, maybe we need to pump the brakes on the Jazz. Turns out you're 100% right. <laughs> they, uh, they've sort of come back down to earth a little bit here. But, you know, they've also been playing um, some tough games recently. I mean, they played the Pelicans twice. Yeah. And Pelicans are a wagon. Pelicans yeah. are a wagon. Um, they played the Cavs, another good team the other day. They played the Bucks. Um, and they, by the way, Jazz beat the Pelicans twice. Lost to the Nuggets, lost to Timberwolves. That's not a great loss. Beat the Warriors, but the Warriors are trash on the road. Beat the Pacers. It is what it is. Uh, Blazers. Lost to the Blazers, but the Blazers. Two, weird. The whole NBA is weird this year. There is no great team. I don't yeah. know. I have no like. 
the Grizzlies, I guess, are the best team in the West right now. They're the number one team in the West as of now, but the Pelicans were the number one team in the West a week ago. And now they're the fourth seed. So who knows? Yeah. Um, you know who? Okay. So when we were talking in the preseason, I think we kind of went through like maybe like some of our sleeper teams, some teams we thought we were going to, we're going to disappoint. Um, I'm very proud to say that I was maybe the first person in history. Um, well, not in history, but the first person this year to call the Chicago Bulls frauds. I thought that they were frauds. Um, turns out I was right. Please Venmo me money for being right. Um, another team that's super disappointing that I did not see coming, unfortunately, has been the Raptors. Um, it's sad. It's a tough seat up there in Toronto. There's talks yeah. of trading OG and an OB, which would be insane. I did. Did you see that uh, tweet? I think it was uh, Woj, or maybe it was, maybe it was Shams. That basically was like every single team in the NBA is calling on Ananobi and like they're talking that the Raptors might be able to get Donovan Mitchell like compensation for OG Ananobi. Mm. I was gonna say, I wonder if he'd come back and play for the Pacers, come back to Indiana to play. I you guy. He was on the Pacers. No, no, he no. wasn't on the Pacers. He wasn't on the he, Pacers. He was, he, a he, Hoosier. he was a Hoosier. He played for Hoosier. He got drafted by the Raptors, right? Yeah, he's been a Raptor for a while, for his, his whole career, as far as I know. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you who we're not talking about, who we need to talk about. The best team in the NBA right now. That's the Orlando Magic. Oh, man. Absolutely. Six in a row. <laughs> yeah. Against the Cel- they won two against the Celtics. Back-to-back nights, right? Uh, every other, one was Friday, one was Sunday or something. Well, yeah. Back-to-back games. Like, yeah, back-to-back games. Back-to-back yeah. games. Dude, you know what? There's just something about a super young team that makes good trades. Like, I'm thinking about, um, uh, oh my God, why is his name escaping me? Who do they just trade for in the offseason? Um... Franz Wagner? Big, no, big guy from Denver. Oh, um, they traded Aaron Gordon to the Nuggets. No, big dude on the Magic who's balling right now, man. Bobo. Oh, yeah, Bobo. Yeah. God, why can't I think of that? Why can't I think of his name? You know, Future Hall of Famer, right? <laughs> yeah. For, no, I, I mean, I mean, I he's playing well which is really cool because he didn't really get the opportunity in, in, in Denver, but there's something about a young team man that like plays well. And um, you see it almost every single year. There's like that, that, that young team that, that overachieves. There's not, there's nothing wrong with overachieving, but I think like stringing together six games like this, I mean, that can really go a long way in terms of these young guys confidence. Now they have vets on the team, you know, like Terrence Ross um, comes to mind, but, I don't think the Magic are going to be making the playoffs this year. Um, like maybe a play in, who knows? Uh, the, just the way, I mean, because what? How is it going now? There's only really five teams that don't at least make the play in. So they could do it with the way the the bottom half of the East is turning out right now. Like Cade Cunningham's out for the foreseeable future. So Detroit's going to be booty pretty much. You never know. Orlando could make a run. And I, That'd be really interesting to see because um, they're the balling. Hornets, the Hornets stink. Yeah, the Hornets, the Bulls. The I'm Wizards. not really giving up on the Raptors yet. The Wizards, my God. 
Um, the dude, I I don't know if you're just being humble, but the Pacers are balling. I'm surprised we're not talking about them. Like they're pl- they're playing above expectations right now. They are playing above expectations, but they're at a 500. They're just one game below 500 right now. So like they're like we're good, but we're not great. Like if we get to the play in, I guess that's I guess success, although I want to be in the one bias sweepstakes like nobody's business, but that's not going to happen it looks like. Yeah, unless so, you pull like a 2014 Cavs in the lottery with and get the number 1 overall pick with like a 1.4% chance. I I think Indiana is going to finish right around the middle of the pack. I I and I I get it. I get you want um Webanaya, but like again, uh, that that Ben Matherin dude, he he he's Himothy. Yeah, he is him. Um the only chance is like if like Buddy Heald and Miles T- Turner's knees like just stop working for like the next three months or something like that. Right. And I'm assuming now, and I'm not obviously plugged into the Pacers organization, but I'm assuming that the the vibe is that they're probably not going to trade them. Yeah. Crazy. Imagine if the Lakers had made the trade before the season started. Yeah, you're not kidding. I mean, man, the Lakers got some problems still, but, you know, hey, at least. Play- at least Russ is thriving on the bench. Okay, we got to not throw around the word thriving so carelessly. I mean, thriving is a very strong word. He's playing He had better. a triple-double. He had a triple-double the other night. In a win. He had one one game where he thrived. I'll, I'll give you that. He's playing better. Like, I'm not arguing that. But, like, I still think he's playing below expectations. I mean, the entire team is still, like, if LeBron doesn't play, it's a loss. Yeah. Yeah, that's tough. And Um, now Anthony Davis is out indefinitely like, man, how can how can anybody just not feel terrible for the Lakers? I mean, you talk about an organization that is impossible (laughs) to dislike, that just is universally loved. How could you not feel terrible for the Lakers and their fans, man? Oh, you just hate to see it, dude. Can we talk about can we talk about how the refs apparently hate players like John Morant and Luka Doncic? They're just teeing people up for who knows. You know, this this is exactly why I do not buy into the narrative that the NBA is somehow rigged. Because if the NBA was rigged, they'd be rigging it for their youngest stars, which are your two young your two youngest stars right now, or your two best young stars. How are you gonna word that? John Morant and Luka Doncic. Both with somehow the worst ejections I've ever seen in an NBA game. Joss, Joss especially, homie's just talking to some fans, you know, and they toss him. I didn't exactly see what happened with Lucas, but I, from what I saw, it didn't warrant an ejection. He probably just said something, and there's a very short list of stuff that he could have said that would have warranted to get ejected and I don't believe Luca to be that kind of person that would tap into that very short list. So like what's going on? What are we what are we doing? Meanwhile, Draymond can literally yeah. get in someone's face and they're not going to tee him up. Get out get yeah. out of here. I, I mean, it, you again, I, I don't know Luca or job personally, but I've never seen any bit of 
news or media or a clips of them that would make me believe that they're like bad people, you know? So like, it's just so dumb. Officiating. I think in, I'm going to group football into this too. Like I, I officiate and we can talk about roughing the passer and, and that whole debacle over there for an hour. But officiating in basketball and football right now is like the last three years seems like it's it's gotten worse every single year. Yeah. And it's so it's 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 stupid. Um, where, Where's the petition that I got assigned to, like, not eject somebody for, like, muttering something under their breath or talking to a fan? Because I'll I'll fucking sign it and I'll go door to door and I'll get a, a hundred <laughs> signatures on that because it's just it's so stupid. I agree. I agree. Um, I'm trying to think, uh, we got Christmas day games coming up. Um, yep. I think that slate is maybe looking a little bit less attractive than it was at the beginning of the year. Cause we just got some injuries. Uh, like I'm pretty sure the warriors is of the warriors and the Celtics play, I think on Christmas day, uh, or maybe it's the warriors and the Lakers, but, uh, Lakers Mavericks play on Christmas. Oof. And then, um, 76ers Knicks. Bucks, Celtics, Grizzlies, Warriors, Suns, Nuggets. Well, Steph's not playing on Christmas, which sucks, but sign me up for Celtics and Milwaukee. I'll be watching that game. Suns, Nuggets is interesting. Interesting. I haven't watched enough of the Nuggets. I mean, that to me seems like the second most interesting game out of all the ones that you just read off. But um, Jokic just had himself a night. What did he do? I missed it. 40 points, 27 rebounds, 10 assists. <laughs> it was it was like it was a what? wild. It was one of those stat lines that I was like, what just happened? No, you're lying. Uh, yeah. Oh my god, I'm looking at it now. December D- December 18th against Char- I mean Charlotte. What a shocker. 40 points, 27 rebounds, 10 assists. That is one of the one of the craziest stat lines I have seen in like a long ass time. Oh my god, twenty seven. Re- I I know that Jokic can go out there and put down forty almost any night that he really wants to. Twenty seven rebounds in the NBA. I don't care if you're seven foot. That's tough. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, add him to the list of Himothys. Man, I'm older than Jokic. That's crazy. No, I'm not. (laughs) Bro, it's like that, man. It is like that. It do be like that. Man, not bad for the 41st overall pick, right? Good God. That's got to be one of the best draft picks of all time. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. Okay. Shall we? Let's do it. Okay, so we're going to be going through, we're going to be continuing our rankings of the full MCU universe, theatrical releases only, so movies only. Um, We are going to be hitting numbers 20 through 11, so our middle 10. So just to recap, Chuck, I'm going to read off your 10, and then I'm going to read off my 10. I'm going from 30 down. So we're starting with our lowest ranked and improving. You had Thor The Dark World, Multiverse of Madness, Eternals, Thor Love and Thunder, 
Incredible Hulk, Iron Man 3, the original Thor, Doctor Strange, Black Widow, and Ant-Man and the Wasp. I had the Dark Thor the Dark World, Iron Man 3, the Incredible Hulk, Thor, Black Widow, Multiverse of Madness, Captain Marvel, Thor Love and Thunder, Ant-Man and the Wasp, and Eternals. So, Chuck, would you like me to go first or would you like to kick us off here? Um, well, I know you said you were you were struggling with some of this list before we started. I might I might do some rearranging at the end, but I'm going to do my best to save that all towards the end and not do it in the middle of the rankings here. But um, if you want, I can. Keep Alrighty. This. I, I'll start. I'll start okay. with my okay. my number 20 movie, which is Captain America, the first Avenger. OK, wow. Um, yeah. I'm saying wow because we've—I did not expect us to both feel the same way about that movie. <laughs> I was wondering which way you were going with that because I'm like, oh, I know it's not near his top, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's the Captain America movie I'm least likely to watch on any given day. Um, I still think it has some really great moments. The moments right after. He gets his powers and the and Stanley Tucci gets shot and he's chasing after the the um you know the the assassins and he's learning like what it's like to run and be physical with these powers um and I and I think the third act really works well and everything it's just you know I don't know the Nazis are. Nazis, they're they're bad guys, you know. I don't know. There's, I think what him and Haley Atwell are doing also really works really well. And then, I don't know. It's 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 a fair the act. The rest of the action in this movie is just it's whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I'll save my thoughts for when we eventually get to it on my list. Uh, spoiler: alert, It's not too far down the road. Um. But I hear all the I hear everything that you're saying. Um, my number twenty is Ant Man. Um, so the first Ant Man. Um, now I get that these movies are uh, that a lot of people enjoy these movies, and I am just letting you know right off the bat, I've really only seen this movie like the one time. So. Maybe if I went back and I watched it a second time, I would appreciate it more. I don't I don't dislike the movie. I remember in, like having a good time when I watched it. Um, it's just one of those things where like it's it's a little. It's a little forgetful for me. Um, and it, it, I'm trying to remember because we first that's the first time we meet Scott, right? Mm-hmm. And in, in in my head, like the. The first time that we meet Scott, I always think of uh, Civil War. So mm. it's it's tough. Full disclosure there. I totally understand that that might not be the most popular pick, but um, uh, I digress. It It is on my middle in this middle tier, middle of the list for me, but it is. Significantly higher. OK, and I again, I'm going to preface this by saying and I, you might feel the same way. I don't think that my list is set in stone. Like 
This is very oh, yeah. much like how I'm feeling right now. I, in fact, I think this middle tense specifically is super fluid, especially like in like the 21 to 15 range. Um, so listen, I could watch Ant-Man. I could give it a second rewatch and it could move to 13 for me. I don't know, but I haven't done that. So it's going to 20 for now. All righty. Alrighty, so I guess we're going to my 19. Yep. Which is Iron Man 2. Okay. Wow, I did not really expect us to be so similar. Um, I think this movie gets a lot of... I think most the way most people have the Iron Man movies ranked is Iron Man 1, and then a battle for 2 and 3 is depending on what your taste is, which I think more people have kind of come to lean on three. Like I think when it came out, it was a lot of people looked down on it. Now it's like, whatever. I'm always going to look at three weird. Cause it's really weird to me that in three, he kind of like walks away from Iron Man and stuff. And then civil war, he's just like, yeah, I couldn't really walk away from it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I always I, forget that, 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 that happened. <laughs> it's always a little weird for me to get my hang up around. Um, but I really like what this Iron Man 2 does. I think watching it where we are now, which is having seen the full universe unfolded. I think most people's complaint about Iron Man 2 is like it's so much set up for stuff that, you know what I mean? And I'm like, OK, but now that I've seen the payoff, the setup is fun to yeah. watch. You know what I mean? So this is where I'm at with it now. I mean, it's still on the low end, obviously, of all these other movies, because I think all these other movies can stand on their own better than maybe this one can. But ScarJo rocks his Black Widow. Um, Mickey Rourke's doing some weird thing. You know what I mean? It's a weird villain situation. I get that. But, you know, I think a lot of it still works. Yeah. Um, spoiler alert. Not too far down my list, um, but again, I agree with everything that that uh, that that you said, and I feel very similar similar similarly about it. Uh, Nineteen for me, Captain America: First Avenger. So, okay, uh, definitely my least favorite of the Captain America movies. Um, I'd be curious to know, like where this movie would fall for me. Like if it'd be any different, if I didn't love the winter soldier and civil war so goddamn much. Um, so I think like by comparison, this movie maybe takes a bit of a hit, but that being said, you know, it's still our first look at it's, it's our introduction to captain America. There are, the movie does do some, some things. Well, um, it, it sets up the, this, um, Steve and Bucky friendship, you know, which is one of my favorite pairings throughout the entire MCU. Um, and then obviously I love how this movie bleeds into the Avengers, the 2012 Avengers. So um, mm -hmm. it comes in at 19 on my list. So just one spot above mine. Yeah. Like yep. this is a fun movie to put on. Yeah. If it's on TV, I'm probably going to watch it a little bit, you know, like, again, I I think we're getting into this area like we're, we are no longer 
and haven't been for a while in the territory of movies that we will actively avoid. Right. Like that might have only been like our bottom three or our bottom four. Um, for the most part here, all these movies I'm going to be talking about, I enjoy them and I'm going to watch them if they, you know, if, if they happen to be on TV and I'm scrolling through the channels. Indeed. Alrighty. Number 18 on my list. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Okay. Okay. Um, I've not gone back to rewatch this movie, so maybe it'll change if I get when I, that happens. But, uh, I like this movie when it came out. Um, I think the one thing is that some of the pacing was a little off to me, but that's probably just a me thing. Um, I still think the story's good. I thought what they did with the Mandarin was really cool. And I enjoy Aquafina, so. Oh, that, you know, that was just a nice combination for me. This is a little bit higher on my list, so I'll save my thoughts for when we get there. Um, number 18 for me, uh, Iron Man 2. So, again, okay. just one spot higher than where yours was. Um, I agree with everything that you said. Um, you know, I. Again, it's it's Tony Stark. Like, I don't know how you could ever like discount that um mickey rourke does do some weird stuff as the villain here i'm able to look past that um iron man 2 i still look back on and uh and have fond memories of so comes in at seven or at 18 for me um yeah i like uh like i like the concept of him as a villain i don't know if it's executed 100 percent perfectly but yeah um okay, so my number seventeen, Captain Marvel, which was oh, on okay. your bottom ten. Yeah. Um, I think this movie's kind of grown in my estimation a little bit. Um, there's still some things that I'm like I can't unsee, like whenever quote unquote young Samuel Jackson runs, you can clearly tell he's being played by Samuel Jackson the age that he is. Mm. So you know, it is what it is. Um, I still think that some of the Captain Marvel's, the, the actual story works really well, even if they kind of do some like, you know, montage of pain stuff that I'm like, it, it'd be just better if you just kind of showed this, you know what I mean? Instead of just doing these flashback kind of things. Um, I love the way she deals with Jude Law in the end where she's just like I don't have to prove anything to you and it's like boom I'm done you know what I mean and yeah so I love I I, I would like this movie definitely more than what the internet trolls would tell you don't believe them as as not that you probably would but you know just in general yeah movie definitely gets a bad rap I know it was a little bit lower on my list it came in at 24 for me um but very similarly to sim, why can't I say that word? Similarly to you, um, I haven't seen it, you know, a whole lot. I think I've probably watched it three, maybe four times. Um, and again, it's another movie that I would watch if I was, if I saw it on TV. So, um, number seventeen for me is Doctor Strange one. So. Okay. It feels like Doctor Strange to me 
is what Captain Marvel might be to you and then vice versa, because Dr. Strange was lower <laughs> on your list. Um, yeah. I just, I loved the style of this movie in terms of the visuals. It, like, I, I watched it late. I did not see Dr. Strange in theaters. I think I probably watched it for the first time, like, right before Infinity War. Um, and I remember just really, really liking it. Um, Mads Mikkelsen's a little interesting as a villain. Um, Tilda Swinton, I really like as the ancient one. Um, but I'm a fan of Doctor Strange, like as a character. I know people aren't, and I, I get why people aren't because he's kind of a douche. Um, and that's like his persona. Um, but I don't know. The douchiness worked for me, I guess. So that's why it's uh, it's 17 for me. Yeah, let's just all hope Dan Blazerian never gets like magic powers. Oh man, <laughs> don't compare Doctor Strange to that asshole. God, you might you just ruined Doctor Strange for me. I think. Um. Alrighty, number 16 for me. Avengers: Age of Ultron. <laughs> okay. Um, let's see. I mean, obviously the lowest of the Avengers movies for good reason. Um, it doesn't all work. I think James Spader delivers a great performance as Ultron. I think all the, you know, all the actors are doing their stuff. They just, and there's obviously a lot of great setup in this movie too, just like Iron Man 2. For things that we get down the road, like, you know, the trying to lift the hammer and <laughs> you know what I mean? That scene. Um, There's some and there are just some great moments for this movie. But again, I don't know if it holds up watching it all the way through like the other Avengers movies. So. That's why it's the lowest on my list. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Um, it. It's not as well-rounded as the other Avengers movies. Um, it has its moments for sure. Um, and this is also in my uh, middle 10 list and not too far down the road. So I'll save most of my thoughts for that. But I know exactly where you're coming from. Um, number 16. And this might... I have a funny feeling that this might... might get a little shocked here. Um, I have Spider-Man Homecoming. Um, so oh let me preface this God. by saying, let me preface this by saying, I oh. really enjoy all three Marvel Spider-Man movies. <laughs> Listen, it's not a knock on the movie. It's not a knock on the movie. Um, it, it, it just is what it is, man. I, I don't know what else to tell you. Is it in your top 10? It's in my top 10. Whoa. Okay. Alrighty. So I see. I thought maybe this would be like 12 or 13 for you, but it's in your top 10. Okay. Is it, okay. No, I'm not going to ask you that question. Cause that's a, that's a major spoiler for, for the rest of the list. Um, again, I like this movie. I'm a, I even love this movie. It's just, I think back on it and I think I enjoy 
the other two Spider-Man movies a little bit more. So I rest my case. Okay. You're you're entitled to your opinion. God damn. Uh, you know, still a free country. Still a free country. Um all righty. Oh, all right. Number 15. I've got Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Okay. Um, again, I'll probably have to rewatch this movie soon. And, you know, like we said, this is our list now. It could change anytime. But um, when I. Th- there's a lot of emotional beats in this movie that will work and probably always work for what Chadwick Boseman meant to just the world in general. And Namor is like that. He is Himothy. He is that guy. So those parts really work for me. There's a lot of other parts of the movie that don't quite come together, but in the, you know, the circumstance of the movie surrounding it, AKA Boseman passing away tragically, makes sense why it would be like that but it's also gonna just be weird to watch the movie kind of go through it's i don't know if i'm gonna go back and rewatch it except when they're like when the ironheart series comes out maybe i'll rewatch it just to be like re we right and then i'll go back you know what i mean but like yeah it, it, it it's but it's still it's it's still really good i just I don't know if I feel it as much as some of these other movies that are on, higher on my list. Yeah, I totally get that. And again, it's it's the newest movie. So we this movie has not had as much time to simmer and sit with us as, you know, every other movie on this list, um, for better or for worse. So um, I'm not going to not going to argue with you on that. It is going to be on my list in this episode at some point, just a little bit higher. All right. Um, Number 15 for me. Uh, I might say this and I might hang up right after, depending on your reaction. I'm a little scared. Uh, I have Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Okay. Guardians is in my middle. Thing. Okay. It's, it's okay. coming up shortly, but yeah. Um. So not as good as Guardians 1. I, I think that's pretty, pretty uh, undisputable. Um, listen, it's got a great soundtrack. But I try to think about what this movie is without the absolutely banging soundtrack. Um, cause that's what a lot of people, I think, remember these two movies for. I think one was a much better story. Two, it's just it's, it's a little. It's a little forgetful for me. I don't know. I can't really say a whole, a whole lot about it because I just don't feel that strongly about it. Um, Kurt Russell, you know, cool, I guess, like. I, li- I like I, the Peter Quill. We get to explore Peter Quill a little bit more, and I'm appreciative of that. But it's still a good movie, you know. I just it's it's middle of the pack for me. When, when I think about middle of the pack of the MCU, I think of Guardians of the Galaxy two. Okay, it's 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 slightly better than that for me. I think it doesn't it it gets held back for things that I don't know if quite hold up, but I. I, I see where you're coming from. I see where you're coming from. My number 14 movie, The Avengers, the first one. Okay. Um, All right. I require elaboration. I'm going to go full vision on you here. <laughs> um, listen, 
there's a lot of iconic things in this movie. Um, iconic lines like, you know, we need a plan of an attack. I have a plan. Attack. <laughs> I mean, some good some good stuff. We get the Avengers score for the first time in this one that has now become iconic. Um, and like the um, the Hulk moment in New York City. That, that's another iconic moment. Um, I think just well, the only thing that's the reason this film has come down in estimation is that you know, when you're watching this movie in theaters and you're like, oh my God, this is the Avengers this is the first time I'm watching it. Those action sequences hit like so hard. You know what I mean? Like all the explode, all that stuff looks so cool. Ten years later, I'm like, okay, the hype has gone down. You know what I mean? And now now those it's not as hyped as get. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it it will always have that for me. But that's the only thing that brings it down for me. I think I think it just boils down to how you feel about because there's a novelty aspect to this film and that there's also like this nostalgia factor now with it being 10 years later. And it just it boils down to how that resonates with you watching it in 2022. So I'm not going to follow you for that. Um, there's not a soul out there that saw this movie in theaters and was like, eh probably gonna be middle of the pack for me once we're all said and done like but you're right like be, this was really it, it it's a great movie but this is like the bottom of the hill in a sharp sharp trajectory that is ends up being what phase two and three of the mcu like those quote-unquote like the golden age if you will um so i have no faults with you putting that at 14 Spoiler alert, though, not in my middle 10. It's in your top 10. Okay. Yeah. So once again, um, we have one flip. We have one yeah. in each. Now, it was in my middle 10, but in doing this, I've made a couple adjustments, and it is now out of my middle 10. So um, okay. at number 14 for me is Avengers Age of Ultron. Okay. Now, I, I, I look back on this movie a little bit more fondly than most people. I can't really explain why, probably because Vision is one of my favorite in the MCU favorite characters. And this is where we first get Vision and it brings in Wanda and it brings in Quicksilver. Um, R.I.P. F. Uh, but it, it, it's the the climax is a really great spectacle, but it lacks, I think, this emotional depth to it if that makes any sense like i it, it's hard to explain um i love the dialogue in the movie though like you said it's got some really really like iconic like lines um but honestly you know what really does it for me and this is probably a, a fault of my own that freaking that scene right before vision breaks out of the um the 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 box or the tank that he's in when they're all trying to lift the hammer i just absolutely adore that scene so goddamn much which might be elevating this a couple spots um but nonetheless comes in at 14 for me mm. all righty yeah like i i think i still enjoy the movie it's just the middle third of the movie that's like 
yeah. really, you know what I mean? Like the the Civil War set up with Tony and Steve having that conversation out on the, you know, at um, Hawkeye's farm. You yeah. know what I mean? Like those kind of stuff and the Korea stuff. It's just like kind of like, okay. But the first part of the movie and the last part of the movie, I think, work. Mm-hmm. And like Civil War adds some stuff now to when I watch it. I like, But then I'm thinking of Civil War, so, you know. Obviously, we'll get to that later yeah. in another episode. Much later. <laughs> yeah. All right. My number 13. And this is, by the way, the 13 on. These are all tier one MCU movies in my head. Yeah. Ant-Man. Okay. This movie is pure comedy. Anyone who tries to tell you it's a heist movie. Um. Is just read too many online articles, um, and probably is a big Edward Edgar Wright stand. And listen, they can feel about that however they want. But this movie is not a heist movie. It has a heist third act. That, but it is not a heist movie. It has heist elements in it. But this movie is a comedy, and Paul Rudd delivers because he is hilarious, and Michael Pena delivers because he is hilarious. And David Dalshman, I think, is the actor's name, who plays yeah. the other guy. Hilarious. T.I. Hilarious. Surprisingly hilarious, might <laughs> I add. Like, I don't know if anybody saw that casting and was like, oh, man, this dude's going to fit right in. But he does. <laughs> um, Yeah, I like I like what Michael Douglas does, too, as Hank Pym. I like his whole. um, What he's got going on in his life. And what Evangeline Lilly does with, you know, Hope Van Dyne. Can't wait for it for the third one to come out in February. We'll see how that goes. But yeah, I really I like this movie. Obviously, seven spots higher than you. But yeah. you know, well, it, it'd be well actually, oh yeah, seven spots. It'd be really boring if you and I were just one off the entire way down like we have been <laughs> most of the time. So um, that's true. Again, uh, it's weird because I think when I was arguing, I said, hey, if I watched Ant-Man one more time, it might jump to 13 on my list. And it came in at 13 on your (laughs) list. So um, I do plan on watching both of the Ant-Man movies before February when Quantumania comes out. So it I'll 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 keep you posted and if uh, and if it grows on me a little bit. Um, 13 for me. Um, I have Spider-Man Far From Home. Okay, that's that's my number eleven. Okay, all right. So you you winced there, which made me nervous, but it's not that far off. Um, listen, this is one of the most fun MCU movies I think out of I, I, out of this entire list for me personally. Um, which one of the reasons why I think Spider Man has been one of my most favorite superheroes because it's. You know, he's your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. He's not really, like, saving the world. Although this movie tries to kind of make you, like, think that. But in reality, his threats are almost always at, like, a street level. Um, I think Jake Gyllenhaal as Mysterio in this movie is one of the best villain casts, I like, that, that I can think of. Um, it works. He and Tom Holland 
The chemistry that they have in this movie is fantastic. I love it. If you ever get a chance, go on YouTube and type in Spider-Man Far From Home bloopers because you'll laugh your ass off because these dudes, I don't know how they got this film done because they just looked like they spent the entire time laughing. Um, but yeah, I just, I really like the character Mysterio. Um, this really does get the whole Peter and MJ sort of romance going, which I think really pays off in the third Spider-Man movie, which we'll get to at some point. Um, but yeah, l- listen, we, you're right. We're, we're getting into tier one area here. Like these are all movies that I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy. So. Yep. Um, well, I'll talk about it more when I get to, to it on my list, yep. but that, which will be shortly. Um, my number 12 guardians volume two. Okay. Um, I think I like this, I guess more than most people, but not like that much more than most people. I just really enjoy what goes on with Kurt Russell and, um, Chris Pratt in, in their characters. um, and what really, but really the best part of this movie to me is definitely Rocket and Yondu is 100%, I think, the best part of this movie um, and that subplot and how it relates to them. I just wish there was more of a stronger connection between that and what's going on on Ego. Um, it was a strange choice when I saw that it was going to take place like three months after the first Guardians movie, but. I'm looking forward to see how that also pays off in May, um, since we know uh, certain Adam Warlock is uh, making his way into the MCU in that movie, and where he comes from is this movie. So we'll see how that goes. Um, yeah, the humor probably doesn't work 100% as well as it does in the first one, but I think there's still some great moments. Um, Yeah, and I think the introduction of Mantis, who has been paying off really well. I don't know if you've seen the Guardians Holiday Special, but yeah, yeah, amazing in that movie, in that special. Yeah, that was a that was a very pleasant surprise. It was a very enjoyable, like forty five or fifty minutes. So yeah, Um, yeah, I already said I already gave my uh, two cents on Guardians two. I think we both feel pretty similarly about it it's just a little bit higher on your list mm-hmm. um all right number 12 for me i have black panther wakanda forever okay i really do think that this movie has a chance to move up into the top 10 for me once i'm able to see it a couple times um this is a movie that i might very well that i'm, I'm probably going to try and watch like week one of its disney plus release again um i just really really appreciated how they went about the incredibly difficult situation that they were kind of put in with Chadwick Boseman unfortunately passing away and how they were able to not only like pay respect to him in that first 30 minutes of the movie but also cultivate this emotional journey that shuri and her mainly shuri but also like her mother goes on um this i think again i think it could move up higher it might bump down um a spot or two i don't know but i this is solidified in in my tier one for right now 
Mm-hmm. All righty. Um, yeah, well, this move, there's a lot of, this is a, it's fresh in the mind. So yeah. could be, could be going a lot of places. My number 11, Spider-Man Far From Home. Okay. The middle entry of the Spider-Man MCU trilogy. Um, I also really enjoy Jake Gyllenhaal's make as Mysterio, and I think the reasoning behind his turn and how his powers, or so they, so what, you know, what they actually are, work, is really cool and makes a lot of sense in this MCU. Um, if there's one thing holding me back, it's that as someone who came in knowing that he was playing Mysterio, I knew he was going to be a bad guy. So I was just kind of waiting for the turn in the first half. You know what I mean? Whereas I think this is where a lot of people who weren't, aren't plugged into the MCU or, you know, to comics. It was like, oh, we're going to go see the new Spider-Man movie and then turned out to really enjoy it when it turned out that way. Um, that being said, I think, again, just like I think the second Guardians to the first Guardians, the humor in this doesn't work quite as well as the first one. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. Uh, another good, this is where we get some more Tom Holland, Zendaya stuff that starts to work out better, I think. Um, and his friend, I love his friend. Um, Ned? Ned, yes, but the actor's name. Oh, Jacob, Jacob uh, is it ba- Bostelon or something? Or... Oh, man, what the hell is his last name? <laughs> we threw out his name. I know this, too. It begins with a B. Battleon. Battleon, yeah. That's what I'm going with. Um, He's a stand <laughs> yeah <laughs> i love no but i love his thing with betty brand where yeah. they're like <laughs> dating and then they're not dating <laughs> so, when when he tells peter that they broke up like when they get home he's like people move on peter like you'll learn <laughs> one day like it's just it's so good dude um Oh man, I I don't think I I knew how fondly you thought of all three of the Spider-Man movies. This is I'm learning something new about you. All righty. Well, what's your number eleven? My number eleven, and this might be a shocker for you, but for me, it's there's no doubt about this for me that like my feelings for this movie are uh, they they are not wavering. Um, and number eleven, I have Shang Chi. Okay. I love this movie. Um, I love the action. I think it's got some of the best action in the entire MCU. I thought it was a great kickoff because I think it was the first movie for Phase 4 or the second. Black Widow was first. Shang-Chi was second. Um, I I loved, obviously, the... Um, like, the the maybe like 70s 80s 90s kung fu movie action movie influence on you know on shang chi um i think this is one of the best villains 
Um, not in terms of like scary or, you know, terrifying, but in terms of like depth, like where like he's actually not this evil person or this bad person. He's just so caught up in the death of his wife that he is so easily manipulated. Um, I think it's one of the more fascinating villains in the MCU. Um, I am so unbelievably excited to see where he shows up next. I think it's got a great post credit scene. Um, Aquafina in this movie really, really, really works. Um, I always, I, I, I frequently forget that Michelle Yeoh's in this movie. She has a, a little bit of a, of a, of a smaller part, but she's great. Um, I like what they did with the Mandarin. I like how they bring back, um, oh man, what's his name? The homie from Iron Man 3. Ben who Kingsley was, as Trevor ben Slattery. King, yeah. Trevor Slattery. Um, I just really, I've watched this movie a few times since it come out, since it came out to kind of validate my own feelings. And it's, it's there, man. I, I really, really do love this movie. So, um, that rounds out my middle 10. So very quickly in review here, um, for you, I'm going to go from 20 down to 11. You have Captain America, the first Avenger, Iron Man 2, Shang-Chi, Captain Marvel, Avengers Age of Ultron, Wakanda Forever, the original Avengers, Ant-Man, Guardians 2, Spider-Man Far From Home. And I have Ant-Man, Captain America, the first Avenger, Iron Man 2, Doctor Strange, Spider-Man Homecoming, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Avengers Age of Ultron, Spider-Man Far From Home, Wakanda Forever, and Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. I am surprised at how solid I feel about my, my middle 10, considering how not solid I felt going into this. But uh, I feel pretty good about that. So I'm excited for the top 10 because there's obviously the expected heavyweights. I'll be curious to see if we have the same top three, maybe top four. Um, but I think I'm more excited to see like the, 10 through six. I think that's going to be really, really interesting. So, yeah, um, we'll do that at some point. Um, I know we got the holiday this weekend. Um, maybe we come back right after Christmas. We'll see. Um, so we're just going to depend on, on things. I know that we're both going to be watching glass onion when it comes out. Um, I know uh, I've seen Avengers. I don't know enough Avengers. Avatar. Avatar, um, Way of the Water. Way of the Water. I don't know if you still plan on going to see it. If you do, we can talk about it. If not, I don't know if I'm going to be, like, super heartbroken about it. But I'd be happy to talk about it if you get a chance to go see it. I really don't want to have to go see it. but I... <laughs> Well, so that's exactly that. Don't feel pressured. I'm not asking you to go see it. So, um, Okay. We also have... The Whale at some point. I know we both want to get around to watching that. That comes out this weekend, too, doesn't it? It's either this weekend or I can't remember if it's this weekend or like after the new year, because it's like limited release for a while yeah. and then full like. But yeah, I hope because I if if it releases. Before the new year, I it might be difficult for me to go see it, but I hope that's one of those like quick to VOD movies. It seems like it might be. Um but I mean, obviously, I'm just hearing nothing but incredible things about this movie, and uh, I, I I really do want to want to get to seeing it. So I will keep everybody posted there. Um, in the meantime, 
You can follow the podcast on Twitter. We are on Twitter at MindPopcorn. You can find both Chuck's and my own personal handle in the bio of the podcast Twitter. You can follow us on TikTok. We are on TikTok at MindYourPopcorn. Um, other than that, Chuck, anything you want to say before we go ahead and say goodbye? Um, no, I just uh, just want to say, reiterate again. Benedict Mathurin, Timothy. That's all Timothy. I got to say. Yeah. Um, while I agree with, I, I actually wholeheartedly agree with that statement. Um, also want to let everyone let everyone know, happy holidays, happy New Year, stay safe. We're getting a massive cold front here in the U.S. Oh, that yeah. is poised to fuck all our shits up here uh, this weekend, at least up here in um in Cleveland. And I know like oh yeah, it's going to be well. dangerously cold for Christmas weekend here. Yeah, it's going to be brutal. So stay warm, get a blanket, and we will talk to everybody next time.